our second lesson for today comes from Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 12. Listen for the word of the Lord. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work, you, your son, your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock, or the alien resident in your towns. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, but rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the seventh day and consecrated it. Honor your father and your mother, so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. This is the word of the Lord. Today we are challenged by two commandments that at first glance seem simple, yet can be extremely complicated and difficult for us in modern society. Resting is not something that we do well as individuals or society. There's always a school event, always a ball game, always a recital, yard work, and other chores that need to be done. And there's many days when sitting down to have a meal gets in the way of our busy schedules. We are used to a society that is fast and ruthless, filled with vast amounts of information and opportunities that are placed in front of us that make it almost impossible to find a time to rest. Also, the commandment to honor your father and your mother does not take into account of the brokenness that's often found in our families and homes. It does not take into the effect of the physical and mental abuse that many have suffered from. Nor does it take into the consideration the changing identity of what the traditional quote, family now looks like. We are continuing our journey through the Ten Commandments, and we may find ourselves thinking that these commandments are a lot different than anything we experience, but we must remember these commandments were rooted in a context, much different from our time. Yet, the root of these commandments hold truths that are timeless. And I want to find these truths with us today. Here we have Moses telling the Israelites to remember not only the Sabbath, but they also must honor their father and their mother. Which, if we look at these two commandments, it does not seem like these should be next to one another. They seem like they don't align up with one another, but yet they are next to each other. So why has God placed these two commandments together? To answer this question, we must see how these commandments worked on their own in their context of ancient Israel. Our passage begins by reminding the Israelites about the Sabbath and to keep it holy. Now, for the Israelite people, this commandment had a few layers. To help us understand the meanings, we need to look at the origin of the Sabbath. I want us to go back to Genesis chapter 1, where God, for the first six days of the creation, he created all things, which God found to be good. And then on the seventh day, God rested and blessed the seventh day 
making it holy. Now, some questions may arise when we look at the story and break it down in this way. Why is the seventh day holy? For all God did on that day was rest. There must be something about rest that is holy. While I was thinking about this text to myself in preparation for today, I thought it may be wise to go and sit amongst creation myself. So I made my way to a familiar spot for us in Ballard and made my way down to the Golden Gardens. I walked down to the coast and I got to the sand. I took off my shoes and the sand was a little hot that day. You know that, that, that temperature to like where you have to walk half a step quicker than you typically would? It was one of those kind of days. And I look up from my feet and I look to the right and there's a pathway to a bench that looks over the outstretched waters. So I get to this bench and I dig my feet into the sand underneath me and I look. I look out into the water and I see the light flickering from the sun on the rolling waves. And I became in this metronome effect in a blissful awe. I lost all train of thought and I was just present there. In thinking about being present there, I thought, this, this is good. This, this right here, this is rest. This, this moment is holy. I began to recall the days of creation, how God breathed life into the world as I felt the breeze and the salt water hit me in the face. I was an eyewitness to what God did with the water in the sky, how God placed the sun, and how the sun reminded me how long I've actually been there as it moved closer to the horizon. I like to think that God, on the seventh day, found a bench. I like to think that God sat there and processed and looked at all the good in creation that has been done and reflected, saw the goodness which creation was and thought that that time that was spent on that day to see all that goodness was holy. It wasn't the day where light was made. It wasn't the day when water and sky, the sun or moon, animals, trees, or even humans, which, remember, God created in God's own image. But it was the day when God was able to see all of those things and looked and thought, this is good. Now, God, through Moses, tells us to remember the same goodness. God is telling Israel to remember that goodness which God has done. That God has given them freedom from the Egyptians. That God has not only created the world that which has given them life, but God has also created a covenant with them through their ancestor, Abraham. Their Sabbath is a day to remember and reflect on how God interacts with us. How God has interacted with creation and the goodness that comes from those things. 
we are able to see how God is active in the promises which God has given us. And when we take some time to do that, we become grateful. It gives us a wellness in our soul. We we reach a peace, a shalom. Now, you may be sitting there thinking, yes, David, God has done some great things, some good things. But there's also so much bad still out there. So many people have been exploited. There are systems in our world that still cause harm. And I would sit here and tell you that I agree. There is so much hurt still out there. But this commandment is not only for just the Israelites. The commandment is pretty specific in who it includes. It says, you shall not do any work. You, your son or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock, or the alien resident in your towns. This inclusion is not only for the family, but for also the slaves, which, yes, we're in a context where slavery is a reality. But the livestock, nor anyone that's coming from out of town, seeking refuge in your town, shall do work on that day. And because no one can work means that nobody on this day can be exploited. This system which God has created is not set up so that only the Israelites may find God's peace and wholeness. It is something for everyone. The father of the family could not be able to tell someone else to work while he rested No one could be taken advantage of on that day. That everyone is able to see God's goodness and be able to see how God interacts with the world. For the Sabbath is not only about self-reflection, it's about community reflection. The Sabbath is not only to call to remember God's goodness, but a call to bring the goodness as well. Not only as a wholeness to one's own soul, but a wholeness to a community soul. Which brings us to our next commandment. Honor your father and your mother, so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Family solidarity was a large characteristic for the ancient Israelites. It can be seen with God's promise to Abraham and Sarah. God promises that you will have his descendants as many as the stars. So the providence of Israel has a strong connection to family relationships. This commandment is taken extremely seriously in the Old Testament. In the next chapter, in Exodus 21, verses 15 and 17, it says, Whoever strikes father or mother shall be put to death. Whoever curses father or mother shall be put to death. Leviticus 20, verse 9 says, All who curse father or mother shall be put to death. Having cursed father or mother, their blood is upon them. 
This is a serious commandment, one that has a call for death. So the answer is why? Why is this so serious? Well, let's think about how we honor people today. What do we do? We give them an award or a huge trophy. And then after that follows a nice speech, talking about their accomplishments and how they have influenced and changed things for the better. It's a celebration. It's remembering an event. For the Israelites, the word honor means to give weight or a heaviness to the situation. It means it is significant. So to honor their father and their mother, they are showing how they are significant. For, the, for these Israelites, honoring their fathers and mothers was remembering the generation that had come before them and seeing how that generation taught them through the stories of their lives. Their experiences that helped form them into who they are and the lessons that life has given them. When remembering the generations before, they, ha- they saw how God had been present. They saw God's goodness through not only the generation of their father and their mother, but through every generation. Honoring the father and the mother is a way to remember God's goodness. Through the love and the commitment to the family, God has brought a peace, a wholeness, a shalom. Through honoring their father and mother, they observe the Sabbath. As I stated earlier, not everyone has had the same experience where parents were the source of a wholeness and a life or peace. But I feel like this lesson is not restricted to our biological parents. But I feel like this lesson is to honor those who have brought us growth to a more holistic life. This commandment is not about authority, but about the love that has been given to you from those who have given you parenthood, regardless if those people are your biological parents. We see significance of these commandments, that their connection reminds us of God's goodness, the wholeness which is brought through remembering, taking time, reflecting, and learning from the generations before us and what they did and did not do well. To look at ourselves in our communities in the light of what God has done, and it asks for us to bring that same goodness. Now, what happens if we do not do these things, if we do not hold these commandments, if we do not take time to rest and remember? Leviticus 25 gives us a good image. Leviticus 25 recalls this encounter which Moses is speaking about these commandments. Mount Sinai, the commandment to remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. But it adds an extra bit. 
the land God has given to the people must also rest. The land on the seventh year must observe the Sabbath of the Lord. For six years, the Israelites would be able to work the fields and be able to harvest. But on the seventh year, the Israelite people were forbidden to work the land so that it may rest. But if the land was able to grow food without anyone working on it, anyone in the community was able to eat of that crop. This teaches us a couple of things. For if the land did not rest, eventually it would be unable to produce a crop. God's creation shows us the importance of rest. For if the soil becomes bad, the land will become useless. For if we do not rest, we will not find the ability to produce anything worth much substance. Not only does keeping the Sabbath give us the ability to have wellness and wholeness, but it also gives nourishment to those around us, in our families, and in our communities. This is the good news which Jesus brings. It is the message that brings life and wholeness to all and lets us join him in sharing that message. A call to remember the Sabbath is also a call to bring the Sabbath to others. Let us pray. God, who has created heaven and earth, we come to you today asking and searching for what we need to do in our lives to help us rest, help us learn, and help us act. We do this so that we may be able to bring a peace, a shalom, a wholeness to those around us. God, we ask all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.